takes that hit you harder than Victor Wembanyama's security and Britney Spears. We're back, baby. Big topical, dog ball talk. But yeah. wasn't expecting. I mean, I love my. Uh, I love when we talk about the hits, the greatest hits. Uh, I just didn't expect Britney Spears and Wembanyama to be the the pass that have crossed. Uh, he really appreciated himself yeah. as a exactly. It was only the one, so uh, yeah, yeah. there's got to be one more coming. Yeah, he's old one. Uh, but Jordan, I mean. Uh, yeah, Wembenyama really getting off to his, uh, his North American uh, sports success with uh, you know a quick uh, controversy, uh, female assault. That's always uh, it's always up there for these. Uh, okay, these, hey, these guys, he didn't so. do it. He didn't do anything. All right, I watched the video. Someone else did. The, yeah, the, the security. Well, what I always think. What I always think is weird with these fucking athletes. Uh, like, like, and we'll, maybe we should drop it, or we're Team Brittany or Team uh, Team Victor here. But uh, you know, they, we should they, actually. I I, I generally I, I don't care I don't care and I don't really get why these guys. Like I understand that you know there's there's crazy people out there and they're going to get swarmed by fans and stuff like that. But one security guard, don't get how you don't recognize Britney Spears. I, I know like that's like one of those uh, those people who you see them and there's no doubt in your mind who that is. Uh, second of all, though, uh, why does a seven foot four guy need protection from like this like small white woman like what the fuck what was she really gonna do like what was gonna happen like like women Yamayama couldn't fight her off on his own like you see like guys like this like pro athletes pro like like fighters and shit and they've got like five security guards and it's like chances are man the fucking guy that you're protecting would have a better chance at fighting me off than all of you guys Yes. No. No. I let's set the record straight. I'm Team Brittany. Okay. She she didn't deserve what she got. Let's go. She said. You know, she's always she's been famous for God knows how long. None, none of her security has mm-hmm. ever fucked with anyone. Although it is true, you know, I I, I you know the, I know the police came out and said it. I watched back the video. It was her own hand that hit her in the face. But you know what? Oh, uh, it was it? Was, was a LeBron? It was LeBron situation. <laughs> it was. It was a interesting. LeBron. Interesting. Who was it? Uh, right. Damari Carroll situation. It, it really was. Yep. So you know, th- but it's all it's all part of the game. You know, flopping. Uh, you know, you know, arguing mm-hmm. with the refs, which in this case is you know the police. Uh, it's all you know. Victor's getting his yeah, like you said, his 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 sort of uh, welcome to America moment, and uh, yeah, it's crazy. It wasn't on my bingo card though. It's pretty insane. No, definitely not. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, it's Big Dog Ball Talk. We're back after a, a semi. Uh, it was probably one of our longer hiatuses since uh, the podcast has started. I'm sure some of you uh, loyal, faithful listeners, yeah, I was uh, were say. thinking, what the fuck. Things were just starting to pop off, but uh, based on uh, some cl- conflicting schedules, uh, random ailments, and uh, you know a mixture of uh, just not really much to talk about in the basketball world, and also us just kind of wanting to take a fucking break. Uh, but we're back. And a and, birthday. Uh, you know, and we, a big birthday boy, And Matt, a birthday. Mm-hmm, from two days mm-hmm. ago. Jordan's, uh, he's really rubbing it in now uh, after, yep. after forgetting it. Uh, you know, Look, keep, keep I was two days close, late. And it was enemies I, closer. It's... I wanted to do it over over Zoom, Matt. I wanted to see your face. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's all part. Yeah, of it. this is good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, twenty five. I feel like this is uh, you know this is my Ben Simmons year. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm feeling go. like uh, I'm I'm gonna get people really excited and really uh, hyped for my potential, and then ultimately uh-huh. just disappoint people, which which is kind of the story of my life. But uh, yep. to move on here, uh, Jordan, let's get right into it. Uh, NBA Summer League. You know, we were talking about Victor Wembanyama. Uh, we, we might as well you know put him under the microscope right away. The first overall pick, one of the most hyped prospects we've ever seen, finally touching the NBA floor uh, at Summer League. And his first performance, Jordan, did not go according to plan. Uh, you know, the Britney Spears curse looked like it was for real, <laughs> and uh, he, he struggled. But after, you know, a couple of other performances, I uh, was able to come back and, and look stronger. I mean, overall, Jordan, from what you saw from uh, from Big Vic, what do you think of uh, his, his time so far in the summer league, and uh, what, what kind of outlook do you see from him coming into the next season? Yeah, well, I think I think he just played the two games, right? It was the one game that was yeah, bad, yeah. the one game that one was good. One good game, one bad. Then they shut him down. Um, and, 
Yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I watched bi- a, a bit of the first game, and he's he came out and said after, like, it, 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 he was like, oh, I didn't really know what I was doing out there, and I would, I would, for some guys, say, oh, that's like a cop out, like it, like if Brandon Miller came and said that, uh, you know, after his crappy summer league performance, uh, you know, I, I maybe wouldn't have believed it or somebody else, but this is Victor's, you know. W- w- He's so much used to playing against completely different competition. I actually believed him when he said that, where he was kind of like in this new thing. Like when he in that first game, he looked like he was he didn't really know where to stand. He was kind of trying to do some things. He made a bit of an impact defensively, but offensively, he just you know, I I I really genuinely think he didn't know what the hell really was going on mm-hmm. or what to do. Set a few screens, did a few things, didn't make any of his shots. So yeah, he looked terrible. He had like he was like two for thirteen or whatever he was. Um, yeah. Or he didn't look terrible, I shouldn't say. He still did, you know, a few things that were useful, but you know, no, no, nothing. Yeah, he near. looked like a looked like a skinny uh, taco fallout there. Didn't really do much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so then you know you get the overreaction on social media or whatever, and I I mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't that surprised. Like I would basically you know the the fact that he did look kind of deer in the headlightsy out there. It would have been so much worse if he was clearly trying his hardest and he was really trying to put up points and he was just just was not being effective that wasn't really what was happening so i wasn't i wasn't you know screaming bust or anything like that but it was a little bit interesting you know watching him not you know not put his imprint on the game like people had kind of expected him to um but then in that in that second game uh you know it was i don't even think he played that well he still kind of had that sort of deer in the headlightsy vibes to him a lot of the time Mm -hmm. but then he would just go on these stretches where He'd block a shot. He'd, he'd run up the court. Uh, you know, he'd get like three put-back dunks in a row. Like, you just get it up yep. there on the glass. He tips it a few times. He, like, he had the one dunk where he barely had to jump. Like, it, and like, anytime he's around the rim, the, like, the other team just, just you know, it, it goes into panic mode because there's nothing really they can do. And then he hit a few threes. He hit that one three late to bring them back within one where, you know, that was a real sort of pressure shot. The ball kind of found him on the left wing. Uh, and he just buried it and, and like showed a little bit of like ball handling and passing flash. And it was kind of like everything came together. Um, and again, it wasn't even like, I don't think he played all that well. It was just these stretches mm-hmm. and he ended with 27 and whatever he had or whatever, 10 ish rebounds or whatever, like a really good stat line. And, and so that game was like, okay, like this is, this is kind of the vision. Um, and it was really to me watching it, just uh, uh, still a bunch of untapped potential and more to come. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the the you know I, I think you know it kind of comes out in the wash. You got one bad game, one good game, but I'm not really one to who likes to take away very much of anything from summer league. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. people every year fall into the trap of you know talking about it maybe a bit too much. I know that's what we're doing, but not, not talking about it too much, but putting putting too much stock into you know how people perform. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's the biggest like crock. Like you can't really oh, like God. obviously guys who are fighting for maybe one last roster spot. Like it's yeah. big for them. But at the end of the day, we've seen so many guys play like dog shit at uh, the summer league and then get into the NBA and then they're stars still. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really doesn't fucking matter. It really is pointless. Uh, it's just for that, those guys to get that 14th and 15th rotation spot. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you can you can draw conclusions if you want, you know, whatever. I don't like to do that. But uh, uh, as much as, you know, I, I don't I, I wasn't going to put too much stock into how Victor performed. It was it was pretty crazy. You, you like. All these people, you, like, you got to admit, like, even me, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it. It's like, you know, maybe pump the brakes here on how good he can be right away. That There there was a few stretches where it's like, okay, this guy can actually maybe be something special. Uh, flashes of yeah, that in the second yeah. game. 
Yeah, I think that the potential there, just like to effortlessly, kind yeah. of like you said, get to those stat lines. Like, there's not a lot of people in the NBA that can do that. Yeah. Uh, like, even guys like, you know, you, your go-to, you know, with LeBron, like uh, a guy who can just seems like he always has a good performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has to try, though, to get those buckets. Like, yeah. there's very few guys in the league that can just kind of go pull up and shoot and uh, or just get a post up and score. Yeah. Uh, he'll have both of those advantages, but... Uh, I think that my biggest concern, you know, isn't even his play style. Like I said, like I'm not taking a, a ton out of this uh, summer league uh, as well. But uh, I, his body contortion is what really concerns me. Yeah. The way that he does things, the way he's moving down the court, one playing against these like actual real NBA caliber players is going to be a huge reality check for this guy. Like I know he's yeah. played against you know bigger size guys, guys who have NBA experience uh, or at least comparative to uh, in the Euro Ball League, but. I just don't. Uh, I, I I think that he's just due for an injury. The way that he moves around, like I really I hope he's got a good medical staff on his on just his side on his own uh, payroll here because the yeah. way he moves, like even the way he sets screens, he yeah. has his legs so far out. Yeah. Someone is gonna yeah. clip his knee, especially if he's threatening a screen on like a point guard. You know, one of these like more vertically challenged guys. Like, I mean, hey, in his division, a Fred Van Vliet, something like that, a guy who's known to fight through these uh, those screens. Yeah. He goes shoulder into your thigh, busts one of the knees out the side, steps yeah. on an ankle, like. He is going to be a guy who's going to struggle with injuries. Like, I think that there's just no way that he can't. Like, we've seen it throughout history, you know, these these big guys. It, it does happen. It's just there's no way to prevent it, really. There's going to be some wear and tear no matter what. Like, I think in the end of the day for him, it's going to be like if you can get 60, 62, uh, you know, games out of him a year, you're probably pretty happy. But uh, yeah. I, I think that he's going to really struggle with the, the physicality of it all and the wear and tear. I think that's going to be his biggest uh, – Biggest leap, biggest hurdle to, to kind of get over uh, coming into his rookie season. Uh, otherwise, I think his play will eventually speak for itself. Yeah, well, and he's a he's a jump shooter. Like he's a seven foot five guy who's shooting threes. So like anyone coming to yeah. close out on him, like there was a couple times guys just you know land in uh, you know end up in his landing space, and it's like it would be so easy mm-hmm. for him to turn an ankle. And that's it's so much worse. Like you know, a, a short guy you know comes down, turns his ankle. That's ankle. That's one thing. But like the taller you are the more these lower body injuries are terrible. Like that's so much weight coming down. Um, you know, even though he's not that bulky of a guy, like you have that many fucking, if you're that tall, that's a lot of, you know, shit above your ankle coming down on it. Um, and so, yeah, the screen thing, a hundred percent I noticed. And, and yeah, just the fact that he's, he's going to be taking long range jump shots and guys are going to be desperate mm-hmm. to challenge him because you can't actually get, he's, he's going to shoot over pretty much anyone in the league. So they're going to end up. Yeah. Like it, in and around his fucking knees and, 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 uh, ankles. And so that, that a hundred percent, and that's just always been the biggest worry with him. Like, like, and, and only time will tell, like, apparently he's got fucking world-class medical people who work on strengthening his fucking big toes. And he gets, uh, 18 hours of sleep every night so that he's, he's, you know, the, going to be this superhuman who doesn't get hurt. But I, I think, you know, we're going to have to, I'll believe it when I see it because you're right. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, a huge injury risk just just you know based on his body alone but if he can avoid them somehow I I, I think I think he is I I think the people who are like he's he's a no-brainer like guy who's gonna be great and affect winning it it is true and I don't really care a lot of people have been saying it I don't really care how quickly or slowly his offense comes along he's gonna have good games where he hits shots but defensively he's gonna be an impact player right away but it's it's all Mm -hmm. about whether he can stay on the court um, so, so we'll see, but you know, exciting times. 
Well, uh, Flegel, I mean, uh, other than Wembenyama, what are some other players or even some teams, uh, moments that you'd like to shout out uh, from the Summer League? Because there's been quite a few, uh, you know, yeah. different uh, players who've had impressive stat lines come out of the woodwork and uh, maybe will find their way into the league with some of these performances, or at least maybe are uh, turning some heads. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the first one that comes to my mind, and, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I have a lot of great takes, Jordan, but I have some bad ones, and uh, I, like I said, I'm not going to say that I'm wrong yet, but Keontae George is making me uh, look like yep. I might have a uh, I might have, might have to make a public apology because he was my uh, my pick most likely to be bust uh, out of yep. this uh, this draft class and he's been good uh, you know yep. all the things that I thought he might struggle with at the NBA game uh, you know shooting the rock has been one of his best uh, best assets so far his perimeter jumper has been uh, silky smooth so yep. I'm a little worried about him but uh, I mean I I do have to give him respect he's been balling out uh, you know both the facilitator uh, shooter finishing through the contact like he he looks like a complete offensive weapon right now so uh, you know got, got a shout out Keontae George for making me eat my words a little bit so far we'll see how he does in the NBA but uh, I think the Jazz will probably give him a shot here 100% yeah he's he's been so so impressive and uh you know, like going to a team for him falling into the jazz situation, like he's going to have a green light to just be whatever he can be right away. Like there's, there's not, he's mm-hmm. not competing with anyone um, really at the guard spot. Uh, you know, they've, they've got Sexton there that they've got locked down for a while, but you know, there, there's plenty of, you know, ball to go around and they can make mistakes. There's no, there's not going to really be high expectations on Utah this year. And uh, yeah, he, he's been super impressive. Uh, like you said, yeah, I wasn't sure how, how the jump shot would translate so far so good though. And he's got a little, you know, stuff off the dribble and, and yeah, he can, mm-hmm. he can pass it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does defensively, you know, at the highest level. It's always the question with, with rookies. Um, and he, he still is a bit, he's got a, you know, a, a bit skinny. So we'll see if he can, you know, sort of fill out a little bit, but, uh, yeah, he's been great. Another guy, uh, that comes to mind is for, like Cam Whitmore has been insane for for. Oh for yeah, my, my steal of the draft, um, which I mean I, I think it should have been a no brainer steal of the draft for anybody who was watching that. Hundred percent, and like uh, talk about you know it, obviously everyone knew he could you know knock down shots uh, and he had an NBA body and you know there was there was the concerns you know whatever he fell and uh, I, I know we talked about it I was like it was something was going to come out about why he fell apparently some bad medical stuff and then some some yeah. bad interviews i i'm always confused when people say you know the interviews were bad because i'm like you know if you're a good enough player like there's assholes all throughout the league who are who are who are good you know you can deal with them if they're good enough um so you know that that part didn't really make sense but like physically he looks he looks fine out there and what did he have like eight steals like he looked like a guy really active defensively who could also you know take the ball and then pull up for three like he he it looks like houston uh really got a steal there uh with him and if he can you know yeah, put it all together and 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 uh, you know uh, he 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 can be a, a good two way guard. Uh, at least he looks that way right now, and uh, can never have too many of those. Uh, so yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with him as well. And I'm I'm really starting to buy into this uh, this young Rockets core a little bit more. Mostly these yep. rookies, less less of the Kevin Porter Juniors and the Jalen Greens of the world, <laughs> but uh, you know some of these other guys are are really starting to ball New out. Uh, and uh, you know what. One of them that I uh, I want to also shout out here, uh, you know, Cam Whitmore, obviously uh, one, one of my guys that I'm going to be rooting for throughout this uh, this just draft class, their careers as they go by. Uh, but both the Thompson yeah. twins, Asura and Amen, have uh, they yep, they've really good. boosted. I was kind of like I knew they were going to be high picks, but I kind of had them. I, I faded them a little bit in uh, you know in my Same. mock drafts. I was a little lukewarm on them, but 
I think they're both going to be studs at this point. Uh, I kind of look at them each as, uh, you know, being a kind of a Josh Giddy skill set. Do a little yeah. bit of everything. The jump shot's not quite there, but they're yeah. long. They're lanky. They can make, uh, you know, impact on both sides of the court. They're smart. They seem like they really got a good passion for the game. So, uh, you yeah. know, I, I think the sky's the limit for both of those guys. Uh, you know, Detroit, uh, you know, got, got a good one there. And then, uh, unfortunately, you know, it looks like a men for the Rockets is going to be out now, yeah. uh, you know, for a little bit with a sideline with an ankle injury, I believe it is. Uh, maybe it was a maybe it was a heel. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's an ankle, but uh, you know it's it, it's tough to see. But you might as well get the first injury out of the way and then get suited up for uh, for opening day because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Rockets fans that are out there excited to see the uh, the Thompson twins uh, get their careers started together. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I also was a little lukewarm on them. I I still want to see again. It's summer league. I want to see how they do. Yeah. Um, when NBA defenses just, you know, dare them to shoot, you know, everyone's going to be going under screens on those two guys and we'll just see what they're able to do. You know, the, the, everything's going to shrink. They're not going to have as much, you know, room to operate, but like, if you go back even on draft day, like I know I just talked about interviews, both those guys, like they seem like the just awesome, like people, like when, when, you know, anytime anyone talks to them, like, yeah, really good knowledge, passion for the game, like really seem down to earth again. I, I don't, put huge stock into that stuff. But you know, when, when guys stand out like that, uh, I, I sort of notice, and those guys seem like really, really, uh, guys who, you know, want to learn and, and, and will, will be easy to coach and stuff like that, you know, for Monty Williams and for, for Ime Odoka. So we'll see, uh, you know, how it goes. I, I again, it, it's going to be about the shooting for them, but everything else they've got on lock. And I like how they compete, uh, defensively as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. And also that, you know, another thing we talked about, they're kind of tweeners. Like, I, you know, is one of them going to play point guard? Are they going to play sort of that combo guard? Are they going to slide up to the to the three? Like they've got the size to do almost anything. They they're pretty versatile that way. But um, mm-hmm. I, I they have impressed me in summer league. Just you know the everything else they're able to do, um, sort of yeah, bring a complete game to the table. So so we'll we'll, we'll see how they do. Yeah, well, uh, to, to move on uh, from uh, the, the freshest crop into the NBA and uh, the summer league uh, as a whole, uh, it's time the Raptors to the, suck. The new looks, uh, just the, just quickly, the Raptors uh, suck. Holy Grady shit. Dick, yeah, they I, suck. I, I like you, Grady Dick. You're doing great, man. Uh, a little inefficient, but uh, everyone else, you you suck. Marcus Noel, please do they not. They fucking uh, suck. I don't think we've talked about that the fact that they picked up Marquis Noel, which is awesome. He was had such a fucking sick tournament. Uh, I'm glad we have him, but uh, that was a rough. He's lucky rough nobody look, realized that was him. Because all everyone was just like, "Who is this guy? Who is this bozo? Look, he thinks he's Steph." And it's like, "Holy shit!" Nobody tell him that this guy was uh, one of the best basketball players uh, in, in uh, March Madness this year. Yep. Don't, don't, don't tell anyone. But uh, yeah, fucking Raptors, please just get it together, man. I'm I'm, I'm trying got, to buy that. Haven't got a win yet. Really they? tough. No, I don't think so. Uh, next time Siakam, uh, or next next time we talk, Siakam will be fucking gone oh, for, for a bag of potato chips. I don't even we'll want see. to talk about uh, that. It's not even on the docket today, is it? Let's not even get no. into it. Well, when, if it fuck happens, em. we'll talk about it. But fuck that shit. Burn him down. Uh, move to Vancouver. I don't know. Don't actually do that. Um, but uh, there are some changes though going down in the NBA. Uh, two big rule changes being uh, thrown in there. Uh, there is now going to be flops decided and doled out to uh, to those uh, that they'll be receiving a tech. Uh, anyone who decides to try and throw it on the floor when they don't need to. So James Harden, you're probably going to get uh, multi-game suspensions by the end of the season. Uh, but uh, that as well as uh, a great rule change, in my opinion, not to show my hand here before we dive uh, into both, but uh, that NBA coaches will get to keep their coaches' challenge if they're successful uh, in, in yes. their challenge, which don't know why that wasn't one to begin with. Like, I mean, I guess we can start with that one and move into the flopping one. 
Like this yeah. is a, everybody's been saying it ever since I, I feel like the first couple of weeks of the NBA season when they put challenges officially in. Uh, you know, why don't they get to keep it? Because in every other sport, uh, you do get your challenge back. So yeah. I uh, or you at least get to keep whatever asset. Like you really shouldn't like you you do deserve to have that because again the referee fucked up. You don't yeah you shouldn't be penalized additionally for that. You should be able to do that again because obviously the crew needs to get it together. Uh, but I mean I'm sure the NBA officials probably don't want there to be challenges at all still. Uh, but. Yeah. This has been a, uh, a welcome addition, and I think this is one of the lone hits, I think, uh, among many, many misses from Adam Silver's uh, NBA this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Like, the tra- like uh, I know people don't like replay just in general. Like, it slows down the game. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. But challenges make replay fun because then if you're the team that's challenging, it's like, oh, you have a chance to genuinely, like, swing the game here, especially if it's in a big moment. So it's like I'm okay mm-hmm. with – uh, more replay if it comes from challenges because you know like that 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 that's that's good replay in my mind so and and yeah like if the refs screwed up and you're given the chance to uh, sort of you know challenge them on a, any given thing yeah you should be able to get that back uh, if you're right like it shouldn't cost you anything um, and then yeah you should like that 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 should be how it has always been done like you said and uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad they changed it I am just generally speaking you know weary of rules that do slow down the game like that but but yeah mm-hmm. when it when it is a when it is a challenge you know just as a viewer i'm i'm not bored by that i find myself you know very you know you know it, it, and it's a talking point usually it's a close close call you know the officials aren't there yeah. out making blatantly wrong calls that often obviously it does happen but you know it's 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 a way to sort of you know look closely at something they bring in uh the the fucking experts from Secaucus or whatever we can talk about it and then uh, we can move on but uh yeah i think i think that's uh overdue and i'm glad i think they, the they referees were correct on this one <laughs> yeah i think they yeah, were right it or not no, they, uh... you're kidding. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah me. that's uh, a good one what i think they should do also uh, maybe just uh, make this rule even better you know to, to make coaches a little bit more weary of uh, throwing out the challenges so that way they at least still have the option but also you know we're not uh, you know just just a timeout being docked i don't think is really that big of a deal i've talked about how i have this issue uh, you know in general because they all stash and hoard their timeouts and then the yeah. tv timeouts wipe some of them out it doesn't really matter what i think they need to do is uh, and this is kind of a an nhl thing they allow this uh, you know yeah. if, if you get the ch- coach's challenge wrong but uh, maybe they'll allow uh, two free throws in possession if you have yep. the wrong call yep, uh, to, to the opposite team. I think that would be good. You know, no one's going to be doing it uh, willy-nilly, so the yep. game's not going to slow down. But if they really think they've got a cause, I mean, I, I know that's pretty harsh. Maybe just two free throws, possession goes back to whoever would have it. But either way, it's got to be a little bit more than just a timeout because I don't think that that's uh, really going to be enough to decentivize coaches. into. Because I, 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 if I'm a coach, I might as well just fucking challenge everything. When I play 2K, I yep. challenge everything and I have the option. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. That's uh, that, maybe that speaks more to me, but uh, the uh, the other rule change uh, flops are now uh, deemed. Uh, you know, you, you can now deem that as a, a technical foul. This one is, I think, great as an idea. Like, I think this is like a great tweet idea or uh, what LinkedIn post or Reddit <laughs> post, whatever the fuck you want to use. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're visual. You're 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 a visionary. You've got this great ideas, Mister uh, Mister Silver, but. I don't really think the referees need any more power about this, and I think the very first time it was called was the perfect example because they called the tech uh, the tech on the flop, and it wasn't even a flop. The no. guy got elbowed in the face. It yep. was a straight hook. Uh, so this is like, you know, De'Aaron Fox even came out right away and said that this is just going to be a bad one because it's not for people that are actually flopping getting deemed with it. It's going to be people that are going to get hit, and the refs are going to yep. make the wrong call, and then that's a huge momentum swing. That not only should you be probably yep. getting an offensive call for you, but now you're also getting uh, the technical against, which is 
just, just going to be rough. And I think there's going to be guys who probably get ejected for this because they'll probably get the tech for flopping. Are yep. you wasn't a flop? Get another tech and ejection. So, yep. uh, Mr. Silver, Raymond. once again, I'm fucking fucking begging you, man. <laughs> Please cut this shit out. You are not good at your job. Uh, I'm ready for the resignation to come in anytime. <laughs> and we're not even at the the in season tournament yet. I'm I'm fucking I'm ready for that. I'm just getting Luke. I'm, I'm getting warmed up here. Uh, oh, but man. Jordan, I mean, what do you think of the uh, the the tech for a flop rule? Well. Can we just can we all just like be honest about why flopping exists? Like, if you go back and watch old film, like flopping is kind of a newer thing. Like, it, there wasn't that much flopping yep. going on in the eighties uh, or or the nineties. Like, it it happened in conjunction with these all these rules that made it less uh, made it harder for defenders to make a difference and and like mm-hmm. stop scorers from scoring the ball. Like, if you think about the guys who flop, like other than James Harden, who's you know he he's kind of his own breed, like. Guys like Chris Paul and Marcus Smart, uh, and even you know Kyle Lowry d- 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 does his yeah, fair share. I was gonna say these are really good, smart, hard-nosed defenders who are just trying to defend well and like make like. Yeah. And and I find it just as annoying as anyone. Like, don't get me wrong, but that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they're like you know trying to cheat the game or something. It's because it's so hard. Like the, it to to score in the NBA. A convincing now, flop is tough. Also, that's a kind of a skill too. I mean, I don't 100%. know if you remember back in our high school days. I tried to flop once <laughs> and I uh, did not sell it very well. Uh, made the stop, didn't get a call. You should have got a tech, so right, but should have got a tech. That was a pro- yeah. That one probably should have been a tech. Oh man, but but like it's just that that's that's why flopping has has come to be. Like this is the this is what you get NBA for for eliminating the you know the uh, putting in the hand checking rule. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. letting guys fucking rip through. Uh, you know, when when a guy's got his hand, uh, a defender's got a hand on your hip, uh, and then calling that as a defensive foul somehow all the shit james harden does you know and, and players like him searching for contact on the way to the rim you know ripping their arms through when a guy's just kind of standing there forcing them to literally have to for a whole season defend with their both arms behind their back like they're trying not to get a handball mm-hmm. uh in the crease in soccer so like i i'm just kind of like whatever i know you're trying to deal with flopping now but that's why if, if you were to roll back some of these things make it easier for defenders to make a difference uh, and 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 be able to go out there and stop the, these these offensive players be more physical um, then you wouldn't need to flop as much but like now we're gonna have a situation where someone's gonna get co- I mean th- these two rules are gonna coincide someone's gonna get called for a tech for flopping the coach is gonna fucking challenge it and then we're gonna go you know yep. down this rabbit hole of like this really happened or this really happened it's like just uh, at the end of the day can we just play the game? Uh, like guys, guys, yeah. if, if if you give guys more options, what happened to, to this game that I love? I, I know. So it's like I, I'm 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 fine with it, I guess. Uh, we'll we'll see how it's used, but yeah, I I can see a lot of situations where, um, you know, like I, I I think it should only be used in the scenario where it someone makes the most egregious flop, like when Marcus Smart did the dolphin fucking uh uh move falling out of bounds yeah. on the baseline from a few years ago shit like that yes but if they start calling it willy-nilly on stuff like 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 you said where guys legit get hit in the face it's just going to be a waste of everybody's time yeah yeah 100 percent. well uh we'll, we'll keep a close eye on this uh and let's move into the biggest rule change biggest real change uh, in the nba season Something we've talked about a little bit uh throughout the last couple seasons since the idea has really been floated out there uh something we've been adamantly against uh you know especially without the details and uh it kind of seems like they released this without actually really thinking it all the way through they just decided they wanted to do this tournament for the sake of doing this tournament but the in-season tournament is now official silver you got what you fucking wish for man uh 
Like, I mean, like, I, I see sometimes on people, like, most of the time people are shitting on it, but I see, like, on actual NBA, like, uh, affiliated things, like, people are like, whoa, let's go, this is fire, this is sick. I'm like, these have to be bots or, like, <laughs> yeah. fake people, like, like this so. is Adam Silver's 20 burners, like, there has to be, because <laughs> there's no fucking incentive for the, the fans for this. Like, that's the thing that bothers me the most about this, because... It, again, at the end of the day, the the NBA is all about the fans, the consumerism. You have to have them dialed in. You have to give them a reason to care about these yeah. games. I don't give two shits about the in-season tournament. I don't give a fuck if my players on my team get an extra $2 million. That would be really nice. But, I mean, again, the, the biggest part of this is that, yeah, the great, great for them. Uh, it does nothing for us. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing here, and we talked about this, and we've said it before, uh, you know, when we were kind of hearing the rumors of what this tournament would be, the best players aren't going to have any interest in playing in this because yeah. there's no incentive for them. If you're making $40 million a year, do you really give a shit about another two? Yeah. No. It, no. It, it, like, I, I, like, for, like, some of these guys aren't going to give a shit. They're going to be like, okay, well, once we get to this round robin stage or whatever the fuck we're doing here, uh, you know, I'm just going to sit out these games. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the tournament is essentially pointless. Like, they they unveiled the, the in-season cup, and the players are just kind of, like, nodding their heads like, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Like, well, like... Like it's going to be memed. It's going to be made fun of. It's the same thing with like the conference, uh, fi- or conference finals MVPs. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to give a shit. Like when we're going goat for goat uh, down the list, nobody's going to be comparing uh, legacies. Hey, oh, Jason man. Tatum has he's a Larry got, Bird got, MVP, man. Come on. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, hey, but Brandon Ingram's got a, a mid-season tournament <laughs> ring, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Count the rings. Yeah. Like nobody will give a fuck about this, and so I, I really don't feel like this is here to stay. I feel like this might be one year, two years max, uh, or again, however long Adam Silver stays there. Uh, but like, I, I, I'm genuinely at the point like I want Adam Silver gone. He <laughs> ha- he's done nothing well in the last like five years, six years, however long he's been here. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm done with it. I'm not happy with it. I think the season tournament stinks. Uh, let's that, let's just move on from this because I I fucking I, I I don't know why why we have to keep trying to make the everything soccer related Adam. Wow, tell us how you really feel, Matt. My, uh, you know I, yeah I I, I genuinely uh, generally I agree about Adam Silver. He he banned Donald Sterling. Uh, that's the only good thing I can remember him doing yeah. since then. He's gave been, uh gave, drafted Isaiah Austin. That was a nice little moment. That was I think his first year. He's been okay uh, since then, but you know nothing nothing. Nothing good that I can really point to. It's like, you know, well done, Adam, with this one. So, I mean, he's let Kyrie ran, ran, uh, run rampant, uh, you know, uh, and, and mm-hmm. other shit like that since then. So I, I get people who are mad at Adam Silver. I am too. I'm warning you one more time, Kyrie. <laughs> God. But I'm going to zag just a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm waiting to see how this all plays out because, Matt, you're not going to – are you telling me you're not going to – get up for this a little bit in the fucking dark days of November when nothing else is going on. And it's like, Oh, this is might be the only thing is... the Raptors win this year. So maybe well, well, exactly. So no, genuinely it's like, you know what, if, if the Raptors can do it, but my only thing is, and the thing I said from the start, I don't care how you do it. I don't care. You can make it round Robin. You can make it and then single elimination, you know, anything that they've done. It's just about the fucking incentive. And I just don't like that. They've just pussied into this. There is no incentive. So that, that, that's what we've all been saying. Like, have some balls and if you're going to do something like this make it uh you know something that that will entice these guys to play like i mm-hmm. I, I don't know i i get i get that it gets tricky but like guarantee a home playoff court advantage spot. through the yeah home court through the entire playoffs no matter what you see honestly uh, like i'm like i would rather they went too far in that direction than not enough because then it'll just make yeah. it it'll make it chaos it'll make it fun um obviously you know you you got to 
you, you can't go too far. You've got to respect the entirety of the season. You don't want to mess with seeding that much. But I swear there's things you can do. Just honestly, if, if it was a guaranteed playoff spot, I think that would be fun. Because then you'd still get the issue of the higher teams that they know they're going to make the playoffs anyway that wouldn't take this seriously. But then you'd get these lower teams like, you know, the team like fucking Houston or like these other teams that are not at all guaranteed to actually get into the playoffs with how competitive the West is. But if they can go in mm-hmm. and win something like this uh, and, and, and get that sort of guaranteed at least four games in the first rounds, you know, revenue or, or maybe a guarantee to make just a play in since we've got that now, um, something mm-hmm. like that, something real, I'd feel a lot better yeah. about it. Um, but like th- there's essentially no incentive. I don't give a fuck if, if the players get paid and, 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 and no one does. Yeah. Obviously it's going to be, you know, it's going to be very, you know, life changing for the guys who don't make a lot of money on the rosters, the minimum guys yeah. and, and the guys who are new, that's all fine and good. I'm glad that they're getting paid, uh, you know, it, it, for, for their participation in this. But like outside of that, there's Can't no real to watch incentive. Austin Rivers and Bismack Biombo go one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Might as well make it a one-on-one, you know, uh, something to, to make it a little okay. more exciting. Um, but like I, I am, I am though giving it the benefit of the doubt that I'm going to just wait and see at the end of the day. Like the incentive is supposed to make the better players play. If the better players, yeah. if the best players in the league decide like, or if Adam Silver bribes them somehow in, you know, a closed door meeting or something, or there's something else going on that gets these big time players to play and these games mean something. And, 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 and we've got November basketball. That's a little bit more exciting then I'm all for it. it, it it's fine with me. It's mm-hmm. sort of built into the season. But again, I think that would be a lot easier if we knew and understood like a well thought out incentive rather than just hoping uh, that the, you know fans are going to tune in because this this is they say this is a special game. So we we will yeah. see how it goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this with an open heart and open mind, Matt. Um, unlike you, you're grumpy I will not. Uh, I will since, not. since since your latest birthday. But um, mm-hmm. we we will see well, how it goes. I don't have high cloud. hopes. I don't have high hopes. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep our keep our eyes open here for the the in season tournament uh, you know yeah. again i would love it to be great i would love it to matter and do something i yeah, just if, right if it now, matters to the players it's going to be exciting low. if it yeah. matters to the players but yeah. i just don't think it will unfortunately yeah i don't i, I don't think it's going to happen but uh, you know who knows we'll see uh, and uh, we're going to end off the podcast here with uh, one more discussion around something that we kind of thought would be done by now yeah. uh, what did you say july 4th we're still going on what is it i said july 4th nice uh, celebration now we're on Recording it on the days 15th, later. I believe. Not nine days later. Yeah. So what's wrong with my me? I, Eleven days. You got it. Man. <laughs> nine? Oh, it was at 11. Close. I don't fucking know. Eleven days, man. You can do it. Uh, but Damian Lillard still a Portland Trailblazer as of uh, recording this, uh, and from all accounts, it seems like talks have kind of just stalled out. Uh, Trailblazers wanting uh, a lot more assets than the teams that are on Dame's list are willing to give up, yeah. uh, which has made things. A little more interesting now, uh, you know, for anyone out there that's kind of uh, looking for a flyer here, because the Miami Heat have been the big favorites for, you know, even before the the trade request was official. The, yep. They've always been linked to Dame. Dame's always, you know, expressed his interest in playing there potentially yep. uh, if Portland didn't work out anymore. But now you've kind of got these other teams that are floating around and may be able to make, take a stab at them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's tough because, you know, with his reports too that Dame's agency is going around pretty much warning and threatening teams that if they trade for him, Dame's going to sit out, yeah. which I think is a bluff. I don't think Dame would do that. Nope. Uh, I think Me he neither. could be easily bullied into just being said, oh, you're running away from the grind. He would 
go and start <laughs> yeah. doing it, right? Yeah. He play, he'd suit up that day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, like, realistically, you know, we weren't going to talk about them, but a team like the Raptors has uh, floated around in that mix. The Utah Jazz, another team that have uh, have apparently been engaged in, ta- in, in phone conversations with the, uh, the, the, the Trailblazers surrounding Damian Lillard. I mean, those are interesting teams because obviously the, I think, Dame to the Heat is still the the easy pick and makes the most sense, both for what he's trying to do and the timeline of the, of the Heat. But the Raptors are a team that's kind of always been a little bit frisky, talking about Dame, mm-hmm. thinking about maybe making that run. I mean, the team right now, not really sure how that would work. Uh, but then on the other side of this, you know, uh, the Utah Jazz that have a lot of young assets uh, and, you know, may not, not doesn't fit the timeline very well for Dame, but, uh, you know, potentially in a couple seasons, maybe there's something could work out there and then, uh, you know, the Trailblazers actually get more rebuilding blocks to, to kind of build back up with. So, I mean, uh, of the teams you've seen, Jordan, I mean, like, are you, do you feel like the, the, there's, uh, you know, any kind of fire to any of the smoke or uh, what, what are we saying here so far, these Dame uh, rumors? Yeah, well, I, I, I just, I, I think if there was, this might be obvious, but I think if there was an easy Miami fit, it would have happened already. Like clearly Portland Mm -hmm. is looking at this Miami package and I'm not, I'm not surprised. This is what we've been saying from the beginning. Miami, everyone's trying to, I I think, I, I don't know. Everyone seems to have this, it feels like a divisive thing, whether Miami's best offer is a good offer or not. Look, it's not that good of an offer. If, if it's centered around Tyler hero, and you're the Blazers, who have a who have now three guards that you're hoping can be sort of the future of your 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 franchise with Scoot, Shaden Sharp, uh, and you've still got Simons. Um, yeah. uh, you don't need Tyler Hero. Like he, he like he, yeah. he, They could they could work him in, but he's not at the position where where they need uh, sort of another young guy. Like that 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 that's that's not what they need. And the Heat don't have that type of player. I'm I, you know I, ideally if you are the the Blazers, you're looking for. Someone, you know, whether or not he's on the table, someone like Scotty Barnes or someone like that, or a front court player who can be sort of, you know, versatile, maybe a little bit, you know, bring something defensively, which which those other three guards, you know, are going to struggle to do. Um, you know, mm-hmm. th- that that's who they're looking for, and the Heat just don't have that. So that that's just, I, I'm not surprised that they're kind of at an impasse there. You talk about bringing in a third team who would absorb Hero. You know, maybe maybe something with the Nets uh, that they could work out, where the Nets get Hero and then the 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 uh, Blazers get someone from the Nets. You know, would 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 the Blazers take a flyer on? I don't even know if it's a flyer at this point. Would would they take Ben Simmons? See if they can revive him. Uh, you know, playing alongside those guards, he's still young-ish. That would be and awesome for his confidence being traded again. He would love it. <laughs> he would, he, would he really would. I think his back would uh, would flare up a bit. Um, but uh, just implode. Yeah, but uh, like the sub. Uh, but uh, you know, there's. Mm-hmm. There's other, like, obviously, too, this is kind of, you know, whether they will be linked in the end. You know, this James Harden thing is happening at the same time. So it's like if James Harden Mm -hmm. moves out of Philly, there's going to be a hole there, you know, uh, uh, for someone to come in, like a lead guard to play next to Tyrese Maxey. Could that be Damian Lillard? You know, him and and Embiid are at an amazing one-two pairing. So there's that. But, like, in terms of just a straight package, and, again, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm not being, uh, uh, I, I might be a bit of a homer here and, you know, there might be, you know, some of that as well, some bias, but like, if you're the Raptors, like, well, let me, you ask you, Matt, would you, would you trade Scotty Barnes for, for Dame? Uh, obviously there'd be other stuff involved, but would you, would you put him in a package? I think that it's worth exploring if you really believe in this year's team with, uh, you know, you are, if you throw in, you know, if you think Pascal Siakam, Damian Lillard, and, you know, uh, Gary Trent Jr. are, uh, and OG, obviously. And yeah, you can have that, the, 
Those like that that starting that's five a good is starting pretty solid. Five. I'll that's say a that. Really good it's a very five. competitive starting five, and then you just gotta gotta hope that that bench unit's able to compete. Like Dennis Schroeder? the only problem with that, and I'll say this: it's it is scary to think about if you're the Raptors trying to make that move because the East is so good. There's yep. so many stacked teams in the East that you know even if you get Damian Lillard, it's like okay, well you gotta still win a lot of games. Like I think that if I'm Dame, like. I would still love to stay in the West if I could, but because Matt, it's Matt. going to be a lot easier to win. But how how good is the East now? I mean, Boston has made a whole bunch of changes. That, like they, they're mm-hmm. still they're still good, but you know, Jalen Brown still hasn't inked that that new contract. They've got they've lost two guys who were kind of basically the heart and soul of the toughness of their team, which is something we thought they were lacking. Like they don't have Grant Williams or Marcus Smart now. Um, and, you know, they're going to have to work in Porzingis. Is he going to be healthy? Uh, the the James Harden and Philly thing like is Embiid gonna ask out in two weeks? Uh, you know, uh, the Milwaukee oh, Milwaukee's core is aging aside from Giannis who's still gonna be great. Like those guys, so I I do agree. There's a lot of teams. You know, the, you know, you've got Cleveland on the come up. You've got New York on the come up, and these other teams. Uh, you know, we'll see mm-hmm. if Atlanta makes any big moves. I get that, but I don't know. I I'm I'm I I, I trust me. I I, I do not want to or, or to set the record straight. I do not want to trade Scotty Barnes. But if you're getting Dame back in a package, and you know that's who it's sort of centered around sending out. Um, if if the rest of it, if you didn't sacrifice too much of your your good depth, um, and, and you know didn't drain your draft picks too much, I like that mm-hmm. starting five in the East. I I, I genuinely do. And if you keep shorter off the bench, uh, who knows? Maybe you get someone back to make the salaries work from Portland. I know one of the mock trades had Nasir Little coming back, someone like that. Like, I don't know. You've still got Grady Dick, uh, you know, in this situation who can, you know, hit shots. I, I, I don't hate and that team. I like, I give them a good chance. I'll say this. Another good, another good asset to that is that the Raptors don't have their first round pick this year anyways. So yeah, exactly. you can't really afford to be bad. Uh, you need to have a good, good respectable yeah. finish to the season. So, I mean, yeah. you might as well just go full LA Clippers and empty out the, the vault of uh, all your draft picks. And uh, I would love to exodus. see, I would love to see Pascal for the first time, literally since the championship, go back to being a secondary scorer, yeah. like a guy who doesn't have to be the focal point of every offensive possession. Like he's, he was so good in that role. He looked like, you know, mm-hmm. one the the basically the best type of number two guy that you could have through that run because he, he he defends, he's so versatile, can hit shots, can can you know it, I I just I, I I've been dying to see him back in a role like that, and Dame would obviously uh, you know provide that for him, and Dame's under contract. I don't know, I I'm finding it easy to talk myself into it. That being said, if it fails and you give away the rookie of the year, uh, who who goes and flourishes in in in. Uh, you know, Portland, and you maybe get, you know, a, what, a, a second round appearance with the Raptors with Dame, and you're, you've, you're out in six games, and then, you know, everything kind of goes downhill it from blows there. blows up, yeah. It's, it's, it's a risky move, but I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I can't yep. get in Masai and Bobby's head, but, you know, I, I would, I'd have a meeting about it, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, the other team I mentioned here, Utah, uh, I think that that one, for the Trailblazers side, like, like I said, I think, for Dame, it's probably not attractive. Probably one nope. of the worst destinations of any of the teams that have been suggested. But I mean, if if if, if his agency is not going to play ball with uh, you know some of the teams that they're willing to go to, I mean, if you're the, the the Trailblazers, like if you can get five first round picks, like that's honestly not ridiculous for Dame. I nope. think that they would be willing to do it. There, Utah it. has such Utah has such a uh, you know a, a vast amount of picks from that Rudy Gobert deal yep. plus some of these other uh, smaller moves they've made throughout the uh, the, the last season. Donovan like, Mitchell deal. They're too? stockpiling. Yep, they're start they're stockpiling for you know something. And uh, you know you throw Dame on that team and you still hold on to you know Laurie Markkinen, Walker Kessler. Like 
that team is frisky in yep. in, uh, in in the West. Like uh, like I said, like it's easier to win in the West right now than it is the East. Uh, and I think that you know that 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 figure might shift though. in the next couple of seasons. It's hard to win regardless. It's true. Like but it's, you know the, 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 the Jazz is so did, fucking deep. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Jazz had a, you know they had some moments early on last yeah. season. So I mean I think they've got a potential to you know you throw on an All NBA caliber guard onto that team. You know. Who knows? Because again, like you know, Laurie Markkinen has had you know uh, had his All Star season, and that's all amazing and everything. But I still don't think anybody, even Jazz fans, probably look at him as like the future building block cornerstone franchise player. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you throw on Dane with that team. You still have your youth. You still have these young guys, Oche Ajabi. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of these guys. If you can hold on to some of them uh, and just kind of yeah. use your picks. Use some of these salary cap fillers to, to kind of clear out the team. You know, maybe Colin Sexton gets thrown in there. Again, not like the Trillers that you need another guard, but, I mean, he's just somebody got, out there that would be a little more attractive. You've also got John Collins there now, which you could either flip or, yep. you know, uh, you know who, who knows what they want to do. But, yeah, they, they, they wouldn't be bad. I, I, I still don't think they'd be good enough uh, to where they'd be a contender, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting thought. And, yeah, certainly one of the best packages, if, if that's what the Blazers were after, just the best deal, Utah could provide that for sure. Well, uh, you know, Jordan, I mean, is there anyone else you want to throw out there as a potential uh, trade, uh, Dame trade destination? Or uh, yeah. are you just here to beg for Dame to be traded? Because that's at this point all, all I care about. I don't care where he goes. Uh, I just want to see some movement. A hundred percent. And and you know what? I, I'm, I'm here to back the Blazers. Don't back down, okay? Look, if, if you don't like the deal that Miami's putting on the table, go somewhere else. And don't be afraid. Look, Dame, you, you were lo- as loyal to Dame as he was to you this whole time. You didn't yep. trade him. You didn't backstab him. You gave him all the money in the fucking world. It was stupid, but yeah, yes. But now it's 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 you, you still have the opportunity to to do what's best for you. Um, I, I'm not saying this because I don't back Dame as well. Dame, go ahead. But dude, you can't you can't always under every circumstance pick exactly where you're gonna go when you're under contract for four yeah. years. You gotta you gotta let this stuff play out. Um, so so yeah, be strong, Portland. Another place. Maybe could work. I mean, obviously, we talked about the Spurs a little bit. I still don't think that really makes sense um, unless yeah. he was really willing to, you know, wait a couple years. You know, Pop just did get locked up. Maybe maybe he wants to be po- coached by one of the best guys of all time. He thinks Victor mm-hmm. can come along, and the Spurs have a hell of a lot of flexibility in the next however long to sort of fill out that roster yep. Yep. around Cap those two space, guys. picks, young guys. Absolutely. Um, so so I, I still think that's intriguing. Um, New Orleans, if they were willing to give up someone like Brandon Ingram, I don't think that they are. Uh, but if they were, that would be interesting. Uh, you know, reunite uh, <laughs> CJ, the CJ and Dane backcourt in uh, in in Louisiana. We could we could make that we could try and make that work. Um, but things always work better once you wait five years and guys <laughs> yeah. roll. That's always the best way to do 100%, it. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's been proven. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I mean, even even getting him, even like theoretically getting him to Philly if James Harden isn't there like mm-hmm. can you play Damian Lillard and Tyrese Maxey together uh, I, I don't think that's the best uh, course of action uh, I, I think you're much better off if if you're gonna let you know if if, if you are gonna trade James Harden if you're Daryl Morey in Philly let let Tyrese Maxey step into that starting point guard role and get a really really good defensive two guard Better than uh, who, who's the guy they got now that they got from Memphis? I forget his name. Who, who's good on on Philly defensively, but he couldn't hit a shot. DeAnthony Melton. Thank you, DeAnthony Melton. Got step up from him. You know he he played his role all right. Yeah. But, you know someone better quality. You know than that. Um, that's where I would go because yeah, I don't think another pairing Dame again. Just don't if if you're a fucking team thinking about pairing uh, trading for Dame, 
don't pair him with another small guard who can't play defense. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Um, so, so, you know, that, that kind of complicates that, but yeah, outside of that, there's, there's not that many options. There's a hell of a lot of good point guards in this league. I mean, that's why that New York thing, which is a team that might make sense in a different scenario, doesn't make any sense at all because you're good. You've, you've got your point guard. You've got Brunson. Uh, he's younger. He's, he's, he's at this point, you could argue pretty close to Dame's level, uh, you know, depending on how think you, how fast you think Dame's going to decline, how much better you think Brunson's going to get. So there's a lot of teams Mm -hmm. that just aren't in the market for a point guard right now. Uh, which also complicates things, but you know, we, I I'm with you. I don't care where he goes as long as he's somewhere different before the season starts. I don't want another fucking you know Ben Simmons drawn out situation where he's in uh, Portland still, uh, you know, with with this you know trade request still pending, uh, and 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 we get some shitty midseason deal that could have been done now. Just get it over with now. Yeah. Uh, and, and please let it be to, you know, a contender. I'm sure that's where it'll be. I, th- I think Portland wants to do right by Dame at the end of the day, but uh, just just get it done ASAP for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say this. Everybody just need. I, I think we should all, because I've already started, to, I've gotten ahead of this. Uh, we should all start to take in the fact that, you know, Dame might just stay in Portland and this was all for <laughs> yeah, nothing. Probably. Uh, so I'm kidding. Uh, just, toxic, toxic exes, they always attract. <laughs> uh, but. What you guys need to attract to is our social media at yeah. Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, give us a follow, help us grow, help us drop more content for you guys, uh, and we will be back soon. You know, uh, we're gonna have some uh, some one off specials. We always like to throw you guys those, those uh, during the the off season during mm-hmm. the summer. Haven't gotten you guys uh, any this year, so uh, be on the lookout for that very soon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, give us a follow at Big Dog Ball Talk, and uh, we will be back soon. Check out our Twitter. We'll give you the updates on uh, our next upload. Didn't give you one for this one. Ah, surprise! Uh, surprise! But, this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says. Uh, have you seen Succession, Matt? Never. Never? Never. Dude, you've got to watch this show, okay? Uh, is it about I mean, succeeding? It, it is about succeeding. Uh, you know, it, I don't even I, – I feel like Alex wouldn't have either, so I, I guess I'm alone on this, but uh, – it's getting pretty spicy, man. But Matt, I'm gonna tell you who you remind Ooh. me of, um, and uh, nice. you, you, you remind me of Tom. Okay, so go look up Tom from Succession. JFK. There's people who will know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that, that that's where you're at, and I, I want you to go and look it up and, and let me let me know what you think, uh, listeners as well. Right on, man. Uh, gotta be a tomboy, Tom cat. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh when you see this, all right, Alex? You too. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, just it's about uh, you know who's who's going to the show is about you know. The, I, I would assume you. I assumed you watched it, Matt. I'm on your crave. That's how no, I'm watching it. It's not big. But, oh, interesting. Okay. But uh, uh, you know, it, whoever's gonna succeed me as the boss of Big Big Dog Ball Talk, I want it to be the Big Dog Monkey, not you, Matt. I, mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you. Sorry. It's gonna be a gonna be a tough succession battle. Uh, me and the Big yeah, Dog you Monkey. You guys can fight it. But, up. Uh, the, the, the title for title for Tom will be crowned one day. <laughs> yes. Yeah.